Welcome to See Uncovered, a place where you'll find the stories of proven entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ashley Henschel. former pro soccer player. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I wanted to ask you just to give us a little insight about who you are and what you're all about. Um, I mean, I fell in love with sports as a kid. Like I fell in love on the soccer field. I, when I was young, my parents put me in soccer and softball. I danced as well. Um, I don't think I ever played volleyball, which is a regret, but they put me in a ton of sports. I, and I just really fell in love with soccer and I had a really good friend growing up and she was the youngest of five siblings and all her siblings played soccer. And so like our life as a kid was like playing in the backyard, playing against all her siblings, playing in the hallway. Like, I don't know how or why it happened, but I was just always so drawn to soccer. And that just grew as I went deeper in space and, you know, went from playing rec league to club to you know more seriously with youth national teams and stuff like that and just went deeper and deeper into the soccer world so at what point were you like I think I'm gonna go pro I think when I was like seven (laughs) (laughs) like I really like fell in love and was just like I want to do this and I want to be awesome at it and like really as like a really young kid with no understanding I think when I was like seven, there was no professional women's soccer in the U.S. So like, this was totally like just falling in love with the game, learning more about like the 99 World Cup team, learning more about Mia Hamm, Brandi Chastain, all of those players and just like wanting to do that and wanting to play on the big stage and represent the U.S. And like, it was always, always a dream to play in college and play professionally. I feel like a lot of people don't understand the process in getting to that level from starting out maybe in high school and to working your way up. Can you kind of like give us a gist on how that works? Yeah. I mean, like going deep in sports, going deep in sports. I mean, I think like a lot of people would tell me, you know, and you hear this all the time. There's only, what is it? Like 2% of athletes play collegiately. And then it's like 2% of that group play professionally. So like, it's really hard and it's a ton of work. But it's also, I think, doable. Like if people want to put their heart and soul and are willing to commit the time, because it's a, it's a lot of, hey, you got to have some natural ability. You got to be able to move and, you know, be an athlete. But then it's reps and it's working on stuff. And you're not born, you know, knowing how to kick a soccer ball, like just right away. Like you learn these things, you practice the thing, you get the reps in, you put the time in. Um, and I think anyone that's willing to do that can really, really go far. Um, but it is just a willingness. It's a willingness to do the work, I think. So how many years did you play professionally? So I actually didn't have a great professional career, also didn't have a great collegiate career. Um, and maybe this is where some of my like current sort of mindset is on all this. I had a ton of injuries in college. I had four season ending injuries and then injuries sort of plagued me professionally as well, which for me, I think really 
um, derailed my professional career. And I mean, didn't ask this, but I think a huge reason for that was I was, I was a grinder. Like I've always been willing to put in the work and I overtrained. And I think even, you know, when you're so dedicated and so in love with something and want to take it as far as you can, balance is so key and recovery is so key. And, you know, that's a lesson like that I learned the hard way in soccer and, you know, derailed that career, but I very much try and apply to what I'm doing now. So when you were playing and you're, you're finally kind of at that moment that you want to retire, were you thinking of starting a business or where did the idea come in to play? No, I was devastated. Like I really got forced into an early retirement because of injuries. I just really couldn't get myself going. Um, I was in a lot of pain. Um, so I ended up, you know, I ended up having hip surgery and I'm actually feeling a lot better now than I did when I was playing. But um, no, I mean, I was lost. Like I had put everything into soccer and it was really, really devastating when it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And um, yeah, it was like my whole heart, my whole soul, my whole energy was in that sport. And so when it ended, I mean, that's the most lost I think I've ever been in my life. Like I didn't know who I was, what I wanted to do or how to spend my time. Um, you know, and I think fortunately for me, when I was at Stanford, I did a master's program in communication and I got close with a professor in that program, Professor Jeremy Balenson, which he's really on the forefront of virtual reality technology. And he had started a company called Striver that was doing virtual reality training for athletes at the time. But for me, like I thought that was really cool. And it kind of timed up that when soccer was ending, they had just raised a round of funding and were looking for people to join. And I thought it was a really cool company, really cool concept, really cool opportunity. Um, so I kind of dove into that and yeah. kind of thought at the time that I, I didn't know what I thought. I was lost, but I thought sports were behind me. I thought I was, you know, a quote unquote grown up now and, you know, just going to have my job and do my thing. Um, and pretty quickly I was unhappy and I missed sports and I missed um, the ownership of like, you know, really owning your success and your wins or wins for, you know, in sports, it's like, you break through and you hit a new level of fitness or something like that. Like you feel that on the field, like you're so in control of your destiny and your fate. And I think that I missed that sort of level of ownership in my life. Um, yeah. And I, you know, at, while I was at Striver, I was a huge, you know, I thought I was done with sports, but I was such a huge fan and I had friends that were still playing or coaches I was close to. And so I still cared a lot about women's sports and in particular was really trying to follow women's soccer. And I just like really couldn't do it. And, you know, we now know it's three, 4% of sports coverage is dedicated to women's sports. But on the other side, because I was super active about seeking out this content and, you know, trying to figure what was really going on in the NWSL and WNBA and all the women's sports leagues, like I was seeing content that didn't feel like the world that I knew. It felt very young. It felt hyper-feminine. It was all lifestyle content. And I just was like, where are the sports? You know, where are the highlights and the stats? And it was at the top of the day. Where yeah. are the sports? And that's really how Just Women's Sports started. You know, we are literally what our name says, Just Women's Sports. And so, you know, that kind of need and want and seeing that sort of gap in the market and the sports ecosystem, I just kind of dove in. 
And for those who don't know, what does Just Women Sports do? Because it's so important, your company, for those. So what do you guys do there? Yeah, so Just Women Sports, like literally what I said, we're exactly what our name says. Um, We cover Just Women Sports. We're a digital media company. We exist on social, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. We have a newsletter, website, some video series, some podcast series. You know, really our goal and our vision is to be the one-stop shop for all things women's sports. So what ESPN does on the men's side, if you really think of them when you think of sports and you think of them for your sports content, that's what we want to be in women's sports. It's amazing and such a needed thing. I feel like I, I watch ESPN all the time and I never see coverage um, of women's sports. And I am looking for that um, and to see that. And I think if our eyes were open to it, more people would be drawn in to watch. And I wanted to ask you, what do you feel is why we're not getting coverage? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it really comes from like an evil place. Like I think that, you know, legacy media started at a time when women's sports weren't really a thing. So yeah. they're built and optimized for men's sports. If you look at mainstream media companies, you know, they are leading with NFL, NBA, MLB, all the major men's sports leagues. And then they're building audiences that want those leagues and building, bringing in sponsors. I want to sponsor against those leagues. So just the whole thing is set up for men's sports. And it makes sense to me that women's sports, you know, doesn't really work on those networks. But what we're seeing is, you know, in the seventies, title nine, past right and since that time there's been a massive increase in participation of girls in women's sports right it's like a over a thousand percent increase at the high school level 600 percent increase at the collegiate level and something similar at the pro level and basically for the first time ever we have gender parity and participation that has led to massive increases in viewership and attendance and with very minimal investment and coverage women's sports is starting to rival men's sports and at times beat them. The women's college world series the last two years has outdrawn drawn the men's the women's NCAA final for volleyball has outdrawn the men, you know, NWSL has seen 500% increases year over year in viewership. Like the numbers are all building, but nothing in the media environment and the sports media environment is set up to really, you know, fuel that or drive that or really cover that. And so, you know, that's why we exist. It's really a new opportunity. There's a whole new demographic of people out there that want women's sports and, you know, we're here to serve them. So for your people who do want women's sports, how are you making it accessible for them to find these sports? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, for us, it's just about existing and covering it like women's sports. Like, you know, if you go to our website, we have a scoreboard at the top of our website. It's the first ever women's sports scoreboard where you can see live sports in real time from all the major leagues. You know, we have all the news, all the information. We say our website is, you know, the homepage of women's sports. Like you want to know game recaps or someone got traded, someone got injured, what the score was of that game. Like we have it. It doesn't exist anywhere else, but we have it, you know? Um, And same with our social feeds. And then, you know, I think on some other channels, for example, with our podcast or video series, we get the chance to go a little deeper. Um, But really it's just about existing in a lot of ways and being high quality and, you know, serving the space the way it deserves to, but Mm -hmm. just in so many ways, just covering women's sports for what it is because it's dope and people want it yeah I wanted to ask you what is your role as CEO it's a really good question because it's changed so many times um my role early days when I was starting just women's sports is I did a lot of 
the content creation. I used to run our social media channels. I used to write our newsletter. I used to write articles on our website. Um, I produced our first couple podcasts. Like I was a content creator, which is a little bit weird because I'm not a content creator. That's not my background. I did operations and marketing before that, but just dove in and kind of followed my intuition on a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then as we leveled up and we went from, you know, zero to four people and like four to 15 people, like I had to really learn how to start managing and delegating and, you know, 15 people is still not enough to, you know, really operate a full-fledged media company. So I still had a, like a lot of work to do, very involved in sales and marketing and talent relations and stuff like that, but more managing. Um, and we're entering this new phase where we're, we're currently 25 people by the end of the year, we think we'll be, you know, coming up on 40, maybe more. Like that's a whole new job because yeah. now it's like you're managing managers. And so it's like figuring out how to scale yourself and, you know, where to dedicate your time, um, you know, and when to force yourself to pull out of the weeds. Like, I feel like my job is constantly changing and some things come to me more naturally than others. But I mean, kind of going back to sports, it's like sports, like you got to you know, figure out what you're good at, work on what you're not good at, figure out how to optimize your days, build in recovery, you know, all of that. Yeah. And as a woman CEO, do you have any advice for other women who are trying to break into the business world? Yeah. Um, I always say this and it sounds simple, but like, I think it's, I like really mean this. It's like, just go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is, yeah, just go for it. Like they're mm-hmm. honestly, going diving into just women's sports like I really just dove in and like so much good has happened and I've made so many mistakes and I've stumbled along the way for sure but I've also learned and improved and we've done a lot of stuff really really well and I think it's just go for it like a willingness to learn on the job make mistakes see where you can get better like I think that's yeah I think that's like something that's really hard to do but really important And what are you looking for, for those who are interested in hiring? Yeah. I mean, I think every role is different. And right now we're in like a phase where like really need people that can come in and like sort of immediately add a certain skill set, just the phase that we're as a company, but I'll say like, we are so big on our values and like, we are really, really big believers in like hustle and heart and teamwork and there is just something you can see with people of like, are they going to dive in with two feet, put their heart in, roll up their sleeves, you know, be willing to be on a team, be willing to go that extra mile. And like, as I'm saying this, I can hear like how cliche this all sounds, but like, (laughs) but like, you know, we talk about this all the time. We have a lot of former athletes on the Justin sports team. Mm -hmm. And we all like really agree that like, we've been on amazingly talented teams that have underperformed and like mediocre talent, you know, level teams that have amazing chemistry that will always outperform. And so like, mm-hmm. we are such believers in chemistry and it doesn't mean like, oh, come here and be like everyone else, but it does mean come here and like add to the chemistry, add to the vibes, be a team player um, and be a team player. doesn't mean don't look out for yourself. Like don't be ambitious. Like it means that it means that, but working together, um, I like, I just can't emphasize how much we really, really believe in that. And we have let candidates go that we don't think will, you know, like be down with what we're, we're doing and trying to build. 
Lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could have a piece of advice for a high school or college version of yourself, what would you tell her today? What's coming to mind for me is like take up space. And maybe it goes back to what you're saying about like, you know, sort of female founders and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if it's a being young thing or female thing or uh, just a personality trait that maybe some people have, but like there was a long period of time where like, you know, I wanted people to like me and I wanted to know like where my place was. And like, I didn't want to be outside the rules or the norm. That makes sense. And, but like, I always kind of was, and I feel like that was uncomfortable for me for a long time. And I felt like, why can't I just blend in? Like, you know, what's my problem? Um, you know, and yeah. And I feel like it's like, when you're young, it's hard to just be like, no, like this is me. And like, I'm going to make mistakes. And, but like, I'm going to follow my intuition and my heart and like, just like fully like lean into yourself. And like, that's why I always say like, go for it. Because it's like, I think sometimes we write rules for ourselves of like, oh, I can't do this. I can't be that. I can't go there. And it's like, but why not? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, no. why not? I, have a, I feel like a lot of people have a ton of limiting beliefs. And once they get past them, it's only sky's the limit. Yeah. And it's hard. It's really it's hard. Very, it's, still, yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of rules, like quote unquote rules I wrote for myself that I've broken now, but I noticed like, I'm always writing rules for myself. And so it's like, I'm always trying to be like, no, no, like, you know, keep going, keep trying. So yeah, I think it's like, take up space and go for it. I I love that. I thank you so much um, for joining us and see you uncovered and your inspiring story of starting out in soccer and to not be a CEO. Thanks for listening to See Uncovered. You can check out more at www.createeveryopportunity.org. Thanks again.